Hi, and welcome to Be More Super, the podcast. I'm Brian, your host, and this week we're talking about fitness. And if you're thinking, wait a second, normally it's TV stars and film stars. Well, this week we've got Don Saladino. (laughs) What a name. Don Saladino, he is a fitness instructor and club owner from New York. And he's the man responsible for getting Ryan Reynolds into shape for Deadpool 1 and 2 and Hugh Jackman for Wolverine. So please enjoy this interview. And as always, our interview is brought to you by the wonderful people at Prop Store. So if you're after a genuine screen use prop or costume piece, visit their website, propstore.com. So please like, share and subscribe if you like this interview and you want to hear more. We've got some great guests coming up. And if you go over to our brand new YouTube channel and just put in Be More Super, the podcast, you can check out the video interview as well. And if you do, please like the video and subscribe. So here we go with our interview with Don Saladino. Welcome to Be More Super, the podcast. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a in Action Pack Podcast, where we'll discuss all things entertainment. You're the answer to Are We Alone in the Universe? Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner right now. So on this week of Be More Super, the podcast, uh, we're changing it up a bit. You know, we're used to having the actors of stars, you know, of TV and screen. But this week, we've got the man that's behind a lot of the superheroes that you see on screen. Yes, Don Saladino. Welcome to the show, my man. Brian, thanks for having me on, man. I'm excited. This is great. It is a pleasure. And do you know what? Through all this pandemic that we're going through at the mo- mo- moment, you know, it's, it's making times tough for us. But what's also making things tough is, you know, fitness. You know, mm-hmm. people getting fit, keeping fit, and the effect it's having on the everyday man um, and a lot of the listeners and viewers of the show. So I thought I'll get you on. Um, you know, if anyone's going to know, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be you. So um, you started your business, Drive 495, in Soho in New York 20 years ago. What made you start your own gym? Yeah, no, it was, it was wild. I mean, I started, so I started as a coach 20, over 21 years ago, and Drive actually started about 15, right. 15 16 years ago. Um, you know, I think it was just a dream of mine when I, when I left college and I realized things weren't working out with baseball. I had to be involved in training of some sort. I had to be around gyms. I mean, I was, I was so addicted to it. So um, it wasn't anything I can imagine, you know, not doing. So, I mean, it just came down to me, you know, figuring out, well, how can I live in a gym? Well, I'll be yeah. a coach. <laughs> it's literally that simple. And um, I was definitely inspired by my mom a bit. I mean, her and I had a long conversation. She was like, Cam, well, you know, aren't there trainers out there? And I'm like, yeah, but they're not making money. And then she told me, you know, listen, you've been good at everything you've done. Just go follow something because you love it and because you're passionate about it and you want to live it. And it's been, it's been obvious. I mean, 21 years, there's not a day goes by that you know, that I'm not thinking about it or I'm not trying to better myself or a client or something. So it's definitely been, um, it's definitely been, you know, the, the right decision. I mean, I, you know, I, I almost refer to it as a calling. I mean, I know that sounds a little mm-hmm. extreme, but you know, when you, when you're sitting here and your focus is to help so many people and, uh, you find yourself in the position to be able to do that every day, you know, it, it definitely becomes more than just a job. 
And what made you actually open a gym? Because as you said, there are many trainers out there and you could have easily just gone out as a trainer. But what made you actually open the gym? Probably the fact that, you know, I always want, you know, more when it comes to work and business. And you know, I went to school to study business. So, you know, business is something I've always enjoyed and I've always enjoyed the challenge of it. And I know just going and training clients, I, I don't think this isn't to you know, to downplay what, what, what I did for years, but I, I just don't think it would have been fulfilling enough for me to go, you know, work with, you know, 41 hour sessions a week. It's like, then what, like how much, how much can you really, how much of an influence can you really make or how much of a, of a dent on society can you really make by doing that? So, yeah. you know, it, it started with training, you know, normal people, uh, really athletes. I mean, I started as, this, um, as a, a trainer and then my gym was a golf fitness performance facility where, you know, I became a strength coach and strength and conditioning has always been a huge passion of mine. And then from golf, you know, I started working with this guy by the name of Hugh Jackman, which a lot of people have heard of. And then, you know, by helping him get ready for Wolverine in the movie Australia, it, it kind of segued into, um, you know, working with a lot of actors as well as professional athletes. But I think my, my shtick really became more about preparing people for the, for the big screen. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, what drives you? Uh, mind the pun with the uh, the gym name, but what actually drives you day in, day out? You know, it's so many things. I mean, my, my family, one. Um, but, I mean, that drive has been there before. I got married and had kids, obviously, so they definitely motivate me to an extent. But I, I just think it's the fact that I'm in a profession right now where I can always improve. And yeah. for me, as you know, I get older. It's not like I'm a professional athlete where – you know, if I get older in my job, like performance will d diminish. Like I feel like as I'm getting older in this profession, I'm getting better. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm learning more about, you know, the human body every day. I'm learning more about communication with people every day. I'm learning, learning more about business. I'm learning, um, you know, more about new opportunities and, you know, how to throw balls in the air, but then also how to kind of capitalize on the ones that you're seeing are starting mm -hmm. to pay dividends a bit. So, you know, it's just been, it's been an incredible journey of highs and, and, and lows. I mean, it hasn't always been a steady climb. So uh, you mentioned earlier on that you're first. Let, so let's talk about the celebrity clients and then we'll go on to general fitness afterwards. Mm -hmm. uh, so you mentioned that Hugh Jackman was your first mm -hmm. client. What, what, what was it like to have Hugh as your first client? like a normal like a normal client i think that's probably yeah. why I, I i gel really well with them because you know i'm not coming in looking at them as the actor i'm coming in looking at them as the human being that i'm trying to improve so mm -hmm. you know i think it's something where with all of them you know you got to get a little personal and you got to figure out you know what are what are their stresses and you know what are their daily patterns and what are the things that they battle with and um because you know everyone has it everyone has their good days and bad days and yeah. um you know, I think at that point, it's really, and, and that's why not to, not to jump, jump around, but when someone refers to me as a celebrity trainer, I'm like, what does that mean? It doesn't really, <laughs> you know, it, it's not what I do. I'm not only taking people on because they're celebrities, but my business became about, you know, celebrities contacting me or production companies contacting me saying, we have a job. And that job means you have to get someone ready for a role where, you know, you know, a, a production company call what you want. Um, they're going to invest, you know, millions and millions of dollars into this movie. And, and it's, it's your job to make sure that they look a specific way and they perform a certain way on stage. There's a level of resiliency that these actors have to have. They're, they're mm -hmm. not just, you know, pretty physiques getting on stage. I mean, if you see them now, there's, there's, you know, tons of stunt training that goes in to a lot of these roles and for them to be able to perform these stunts, um, 
in these action roles, their body has to be able to move like an athlete and they have to have a level of resiliency. And to be honest with you, I think it's almost a little bit more difficult than training an athlete because an athlete, you know, you know, when the game time is, you go in, they go all out for their period of time and then they go and they rest and they recover. Unfortunately, when a lot of these actors are going in and they're performing these stunts or they're performing, you know, these scenes, they get injured. They yeah. can't stop. They get. They can't get pulled out of the game. Like they're not yeah. like these production companies. They have to keep going. And you hear so many stories of them, you know, shooting the rest of their film with a broken foot, a broken hand. You know, there's just you know, it, it's really grueling when it comes down to scheduling. You know, 15, 16 hour day shoots, being away from their family. I mean, I really tip the, tip my cap to them. And it's always easy when someone can see the finished product and see them on stage and just think, oh wow, you know, you know, they're in the glory all the time. Like they have to work really hard. I really yeah. developed an incredible respect for them over the last, you know, close to two decades. But as you mentioned earlier on about being referred to as a a celebrity trainer, but mm -hmm. it's it's a body at the end of the day. You could be pre preparing them for a Hollywood movie or a, or a wedding or you know anything like 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 that. It doesn't make them any any different. And I suppose Hugh Hugh Jackman, you could have had a worse you know celebrity to start off with because he's a, definitely a fit man. Um, I saw him recently in a a one man show and he was on stage for three long hours. Yeah, he's one of the hardest working guys. He's one of the hardest working guys in Hollywood. I mean, he's um, you know, somewhat of a perfectionist where he's always trying, even in his 50s now, he's trying to, you know, challenge his body and continue to learn as he's getting older. And, and you know, he was he was a great person. Um, he was a great person in my life for a long period of time. And I, and I definitely owe a lot to him. Yeah. I mean, who's the easiest star that you've actually worked with, you know, from start to finish? They're all easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you're good at what you who do, was, they're all easy. So who was the one that moaned the most? The moaned the most. Um, you know, they all they all train really hard. I think that's one thing that um, you know, that most people don't think about when they get into these roles and they have to dive into these roles. It's like a switch, you know. I mean Ryan Reynolds has been, you know, Ryan Reynolds has been my guy for you know, 12 years, you know, him and his wife, Blake, or, you know, I consider them like family. So, yeah. you know, it's incredible to me how, you know, you could see them both get ready for, you know, when it's time to turn the switch on, they turn the switch on, but listen, like anyone else, and they'll be the first to admit it. They have their good and bad days in the gym and, <laughs> you know, they battle typical stuff that normal people battle as well. So it's really no different. Well, this is what I was going to say about Ryan Reynolds, because he seems a bit of a joker. So in the in the gym, is he actually serious about it? Because, oh, you yeah. know, his body in like Blade Trinity and in Deadpool, you oh, know, he's just phenomenal. But I, I remember listening to an interview with him and he said he was in so much pain because, you know, he was working out so much in preparation um, that, you know, it didn't. I don't know if he had enough time to rest or it was just a case of because it was ongoing all the time. No, I, I think with, with him and I over the last decade, what we've really, you know, the thing I, I'm really proud of him because he's he's someone that as he's getting into his 40s, I think his physique's getting better. I mean, mm. you know, I think in Deadpool, um, how his body looked compared to Blade Trinity, I, I, I liked it better. And I, yeah. um, and I think he was happy with it because he realized that he was able to take a much different approach and he was able to get higher levels of carbs in and, you know, he was able to go into work and perform at work and, 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 you know, perform at a high level. Um, I think early on, like everyone else, we start doing little tricks, no carb diets, this and that. And I know I think that kind of, you know, plays tricks on your body and your brain a little bit. And I think that makes things a lot more difficult than it needs to be. 
my, you know, my, my first goal with everyone, I, I don't care, you know, you're coming into me and you want to, you know, look like Brad Pitt and fight club. It's energy. Mm. It's energy and resiliency. It's that simple. I, I need you to feel like you're a machine every day during your workouts, during life, um, you know, during the time where you're shooting that role yeah. and it needs your body resilience. So if I can get those things, if I can get control over those things through, thing, through things like sleep, you know, digestion, nutrition, the training becomes the easy part. And, you know, going in an hour, hour and a half a day and doing what we have to do and then mixing in those recovery modalities to allow our body to respond properly so we can come back every day and do what we need to do. That's what it's all about. If you can take care of those first two things of energy and resiliency, then you can go in and demand out of your body what it takes to get that type of physique. And you're going to live a long, healthier, you know, better life, in my opinion, rather than, you know, certain coaches. It's about, oh, we're going to beat you to the ground and we're going to kill you. You're not doing that individual any good. You know, they're yeah. going into their movies and their bodies are breaking down and they're getting sick. And that's to me, that's not training. That's working out. I think it's a big difference. Yeah. I mean, Christian Bale comes to mind because he's oh, transformed. Yeah. So from the machinist to you know, Batman Begins, and how bad is that for the human body, for actors to, to lose that amount? But that, that was Christian Bale's job. You know, it's, yeah. it's, he made a decision. He made a decision to put his body through. I, I put a post up, I think, a, a, a couple of years ago, maybe a year or so ago, of different roles that Bale played in, because it really is extraordinary to see how this, this person was able to change his entire appearance. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, that takes a lot of work and guess what? It's not healthy for the body. I don't think yeah. anyone's going to ever argue that, but that's his job. And, you know, it's like saying, well, is being a baseball player healthy? Is being a soccer player healthy? We all think it's because it's sport, it's healthy. But when you're turning around and you're doing something, you know, asymmetrical to the body over and over mm -hmm. and over, and you're diving and you're torquing and you're twisting, you know, there's a reason why, you know, athletes' bodies get broken down. So that's their job. So as, yeah. you know, as a coach, it's my job to make sure that those athletes can go and they can perform and they're resilient. Yeah. As, you know, as me helping prepare an actor for a movie role, I need to make sure their body's resilient and that they're able to bounce back. And I think that's the biggest misconception about what it is coaches like myself, you know, do with these actors is they think it's all, everyone thinks it's all about, oh, them taking their shirt off in that 10 seconds of glory. It's, it's so much more than that. Yeah, I mean, talking about the actors, um, how long do you normally have with them? Do you have three months? Do you have three weeks? Who knows? I've, I've had two weeks. It's like really? I've had, you know, I remember I worked with Ryan Gosling for a while and he came in one day and he's, I'm like, I'm shooting a movie in two weeks. I'm like, okay. You know, it's like, what are you going to do in two weeks? I mean, but <laughs> I think, can you do something in two weeks? Yes. What can you do? You can remove cheat meals. You can get, um, you can move, you can improve movement quality. You can eliminate a couple of pounds of water weight in a very healthy fashion. You can help improve sleep, energy levels. You can get that actor to where they can go into that movie role two weeks later yeah. with more confidence, with more strength. So yeah, there is a lot we can do in two weeks. I, I know, it, you know, if I was to give, if I was to give someone two weeks, just two weeks of no cheats, a, a 
you know, a proper diet, a proper nutrition plan, a proper training plan, a proper rest and recovery plan to where their bodies are just, you know, after the first week, they're like, oh my God, my body's feeling better. Oh my God, I'm sleeping better. That's a lot of work you can do in two weeks. Mm -hmm. But I think, again, everyone's always relating success to like that finished product of taking the shirt off and looking like that they belong on the cover of Muscle and Fitness, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who's had the biggest transition from start to finish with, with yourself? I, I, you know, I don't think it's um, probably not an actor. I mean, I, I, I've been working with a woman named Laura Summers who we took from 872 pounds. She's down to about 360 right now. So, wow. you know, eight, eight, 872 pounds is probably more than <laughs> anyone can say that they've seen. So, I, wow. you know, I took a woman from close to 900 pounds down to where, she, you know, we're, we're planning on having her break that 200 pound mark. So for me, that's probably been one of the biggest transitions and it's taken a long time, but you know yeah. what? We're getting her more healthy. You know, doctors didn't think they were, she was going to make it. She's here. She's healthy. We have her gym membership now. She's doing cardio. I'm sending her a rower. Um, you know, we're rebuilding her day by day. So I think that's probably the transition that I'd say I'm most proud of, at least being able to have my fingerprint in. Um, otherwise, listen, they've all done incredible stuff. Every one of the actors have, every time I see them on a roll, uh, on, on the big screen, and you see them perform like i'm not gonna lie i get a little teary-eyed because it's nice to be able to have my fingerprint in it but it's not it's not me doing the work it's me giving some guidance you know giving feedback being you know an emotional crutch for that person and um making sure that the programming that they have all their questions answered when it comes to their fitness and, and nutrition but you, you know i i you know i'm never going to turn around and say that you know ryan would wouldn't be there without me of course he would he has an, an amazing <laughs> physique he's got an amazing work ethic you know i'm just lucky enough to be you know in his corner a, a part of his team and he's doing all right with himself he's just uh sold a, a Asian gin for 630 <laughs> million which he can't he's be bad all at right. all so with all with all these actors on screen looking absolutely incredible credible do you think it's encouraging more men into the gym and do you think it's given them realistic goals because you look at Hugh Jackman you look at Chris Pratt uh, Ryan Reynolds and their bodies and the amount of work and time you know for the everyday man do you think it's realistic to to get to that shape yeah I, I think it is because you know I don't think things are any different you know there a lot of them they don't have their own private chefs you know, when Ryan's away on movies, I'm not traveling with him. He's got to get his workouts in by himself at five in the morning or six yeah. in the morning, whatever it is. Um, you know, I, I hope I hope those actors are motivating to others. I hope people look at those actors and say, wow, you know, I'd love to get to that point because then we're doing better for society and we're helping out more people. Um, I think the misconception is that everyone's under, you know, under the impression that they're living these cushy lives when they can train at any time during the day, anytime during the day. I think it's more, I think they have a more difficult job. I mean, sometimes, you know, they got to be up at, you know, training at 5 a.m. out the door at 6.30 or 7 for their call time. And they're, you know, working all day, not seeing their families, 8, 9 o'clock at night, getting home, having a quick dinner, showering, and then getting right to bed. And you know, if you have to do that on set for three to six months and you're away from your family and you're living that lifestyle, you know, it's tough. It, it really yeah. is. So, I, I, you know, I tip my cap to all of them. And what's the weirdest request you've had from a client? And obviously, you don't have to name names. <laughs> no. Um, here's the quest. I don't, you know, it, it's funny. I've, I've been really blessed. I, I started in this industry back in 1999. Um, I started at a big box gym. I went on my own for about five years, six years before you know, I got funding to open my own, my own club. And, 
you know, I think those days now, I think when a lot of them come into me, you know, I'm, I'm vetted already. So they all, they all know I'm already a good, they know I'm a good person. They, they know they can trust me. So when we're walking in, it's not really a handshake. It's more of where before COVID it was a, it was a hug. And um, it's nice to have that. It's nice to have that, you know, barrier broken when someone's coming in. So I think when people are starting off with me, there's this level of comfort and I think after a session or two, they, they realize that, you know, what, what's being said in that session, staying in that session, and we can really get down to business. And, you know, I understand that, you know, there's, there's no facade that has to be put up. Like, let's, if, if you had a tough night, if you had a tough day the day before, let me know about it. If you didn't sleep, let me know about it yeah. and we'll work around it. It doesn't have to be this Rocky time mentality, but as for re- request, none, they, they've all, I mean, listen, the ones I've been working with for you know, the ones you see me working with for 10, 12 years, I consider family. I mean, they're all incredible people. They have all done so much for me in my life. Like I mentioned, Ryan and Blake and yeah. Sebastian Stan. And, you know, Seb has been an incredible person to me. And, you know, Emily Blunt, John Krasinski, amazing people to me. Yeah. And, you know, I've gotten really close with Annie Hathaway and, and certain people I just, I truly love and think the world of. And, um, you know, when you see them every day and, and they're in, the, in the, you know, they're in your lives, you, you really, you, you never want to let them down. That's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. Um, so let's talk about the everyday man, because as I mentioned before, I started to uh, record. I want to start a revolution. I want to start, <laughs> you know, the world getting into a, a fitter place uh, for body yep. and mind to be more super. The reason why I named the show Be More Super was because of my love of Superman. But also mm-hmm. I think that, you know, we need to be super in body and mind. And I've had a horrendous journey over the years um i mean i've i've said in the email to you that i'm not ashamed to say it i'm just over 300 pounds of weight um you know so it's about 21 and a half stone i've struggled with weight all my life um i used to stutter when i was a kid i had speech therapy for seven years believe it or not did you really yeah yeah i am yeah i was uh second grade um, it kind of started from a hearing problem and I had a bad, I mean, even to this day, yeah, I pick up on it a lot. If I get a little excited or start talking too fast, yeah. that stutter starts coming back. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. actually Emily Blunt brought me, she invited me this year to, um, she's, um, God, the, uh, the stuttering foundation she's a part of her on the board of, she brought me down to, and we, uh, you know, kind of got to meet, you know, all the young kids who are going through that as well and hear their story. And it was really one of the more emotional nights that I've been a part of. Um, yeah. It was really special. Um, did yeah. you ever so did, we have that in common? Did you ever, ever ever get anyone hit you on the back of the head thinking that it will get the words out? No, but I, you know, oh, just it, it's, no one, no one. I'm sure that I, mean, I guess that happened to you, but you know what? I, I can't even remember. Did I get in a? Yeah, I started. I, I remember at a young age, I started getting into a lot of fights. I mean, when yeah. I was in second grade, third grade, I didn't really yeah. know how to express myself. I was coming home and I was really emotional, and I remember that was tough. And you know, as a young kid, when you don't know how to express yourself, mm-hmm. you know, you start becoming a little more physical, and that's probably a huge reason why I. I got involved in this i mean this has mm-hmm. given me so much confidence as a human being and allowed me to kind of grow as a as a child to a man and just being athletic and you know uh, having that that release you know having that thing in my life that every day i can kind of go to and i know it's going to put me into this perfect mindset i mean it yeah. always does whether it's a good workout or bad workout you know if i go in and i'm eating right and i'm sleeping right and i'm training the way i need to be training and those cylinders are firing I, you, know, mm-hmm. you know i'm in i'm in a good spot so 
so gyms for me has been a trial and error because i've got to say you know when you go go into a, a, a normal gym you have personal trainers there and and they are like salespeople. they really yeah. are they they hook hook you in they get you set up and then they start bombarding you and what i've learned is that every personal trainer has got a different method completely some will say take supplements some will say say don't take supplements you know what is your advice because I presume losing fat and losing weight quickly is a bad idea or a good idea? Losing fat, losing weight quickly, sometimes it's, it's unavoidable. I mean, I, I think it depends on where the starting point is. Yeah. Um, I think if you're someone like Laura, who is 872 pounds, which I know is a very extreme case, you know, it's going to be body fat and body weight. It's going to be start falling off. You know, we just have yeah. to make sure we're not doing it too quickly. You know, my method with coaching has always been really consistent. I think the one thing I nailed on the head since 1999 when I started doing this to now, and this is the one constant that hasn't changed with anyone, is, you know, add value. When someone's coming into the session, make sure they're, they're leaving that session in a better mindset. I've never in my life tried to hard, uh, hard sell someone on a session. Yeah. I've never pushed supplements. I've never pushed myself as a product. I go in when I would do that initial consultation and all I would be thinking about is bettering that individual. I wasn't thinking about the session rate. I wasn't thinking about how many times a week they were training with me. If you go in and you give value and you allow that person to leave there going, holy shit, this was, this is not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? This is not a luxury. This is a necessity because people refer to hiring a trainer as a luxury. No, this is a necessity. This is great. This is great for my life, my mindset. I'll be a better dad, a better, better husband, a better wife. I'll be a better person because I have this person in my life. When, if you can add that type of value as a coach, you'll be incredibly successful in this business. If you're a trainer who's going in there right now and they're just thinking about the, the sessions or now you're going to fail. It, it, it doesn't work that way in this business because, you know, people can smell the BS. And that's why I really think one of the main ingredients for a good coach is, is, is empathy yeah. and the passion to want to get better. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's the biggest mistake that you see people make in the gym? In the, in the gym, like in yeah. the brick and mortar for yeah. facility? Yeah. You know what? I, I think the, everyone wants things too quickly. I think yep. they have to understand that to build a physique, to build a long-term resilient physique, it is a consistency. You know, you're not going to brush your teeth a lot in one day and just say, <laughs> all right, I'm not going to have bad breath now. I mean, it sounds like a disgusting comparison, yeah. but it's really the truth. You have to be consistent with it. You have to be consistent with training. And I think like one of my favorite movies of all time is Rocky, but I also think like it could set somewhat of a bad example because everyone's under, everyone's under the impression that training for them has to be like the training montage and then yeah. climbing up that mountain with the log on their back. And I'm like, no, it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be where you're trained to failure. You're going to have days where you come in and you want to drop the hammer and you're like i feel great i want to go there's going to be days where you're like all right i'm a little beat up from yesterday i'm going to run 80 percent today like that's that's what fitness is about yeah. and just understanding the execution of how movements should be performed making sure that you know your first set and your last set look the same from a technical standpoint even though the last set might feel a lot harder there's there's little things that i think people need to really think about but i think when it gets down to these you know 60 to 90 minute workouts it's not in the cards for everyone but you know i've you know changed lives and created physiques on 15 20 minute workouts i mean yeah. it can happen it happens every day um 
you know, I just think people have to get out of their mind that they, that needs to be this, you know, all or nothing mentality. I think the biggest obstacle is everyday life. I think that mm -hmm. people need to take that time and book it in. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. if you're going to go to the gym, you need to book it in. I, I've got two girls. Uh, one is actually, uh, it's her birthday today. She's seven how years old. old. Oh, seven. seven. How old's your other one? Two. <laughs> so uh, they're a bit of a handful. So, but, but, but for me, I'm always active. I'm on my feet every single day, mm -hmm. doing about 20,000 steps a day at work. It's fantastic. Um, you know, and the weight isn't dropping off. And I don't know why. I love the gym. Absolutely love it. I love the feeling of coming home and feeling sore that you've had, you know, that workout. And I've been doing my three times 12 reps, you know, on different things and on the cross trainer but nothing's coming off. Well, you know what? I, I think let's, let's jump into that for a second because I think this will be a good example for a lot of people out there. I mean, one, um, I think the biggest misconception with weight loss is that, you know, always restricting calories. Now, I'm not saying that a, a, putting someone in a caloric deficit is not going to allow them to lose weight. Of course it is. But what I've noticed is most people out there are under eating to begin with and their metabolism slowing down. And I'm running a challenge right now with about 500 people and you can go on and, you know, if you were to speak with, you know, I'd say 99% of them, maybe close to 100%, maybe, maybe it might even be a perfect number, but every person so far who's increased their calories, uh, they've allowed their body to get leaner and they've mm -hmm. allowed their sizes to drop. Maybe they haven't seen a big change on the scale yet, but I'm not concerned with the scale. I want you to have the body you want to look at, look at when you take yeah. your shirt off, or I want you to have that level of energy. So I think what happens a lot of times is that we end up eating like gerbils all day long, and we're not not getting enough micronutrients and we're not getting enough macronutrients in, and our bodies are just really starting to process food slowly. And, um, every person that I've had increase, increase healthy calories and maintain blood sugar level after, you know, they're full the first couple of days. And after that, their, their appetite increases Then they're waking up and they're like, well, I'm sweating a little bit more. I feel like my body temperatures are getting a little bit warmer. And I'm sitting here like nodding my head going, yep. Like we're just kind of starting to speed up that metabolism a bit. And, um, why I'm just not going to continue to do the same thing over and over. And that's when I think people need to hire a coach or yeah. a nutritionist, a dietitian, someone to sit down with. I think the training is the easy part, honestly, like there is smart programming. I mean, I know a lot of trainers out there that, that are assigning the, you know, programming that I wouldn't because they're causing injury and yeah. they're not actually looking at, you know, human movement and how the body's working from a joint by joint approach. But if I was someone in your situation right now, I would sit down with a nutritionist and I would yeah. invest maybe a month or two months to making sure that nutritionist gets you on the right track. Yeah. And then that's information you're going to carry for the rest of your life. But you're better off doing that than putting yourself under that stress and, you yeah. know, beating your head on a wall. Because it can be quite very confusing. You know, I had a friend that's very into fitness, into CrossFit and everything. And he mm -hmm. was like, oh, you need to sort out your macros, man. And I'm like, pardon? <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know, do you know what? It's, it's a great science. And, you know, it's just getting my head around that. So if you could give. It works. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it I works. Can, I, counting, counting macros works. Yeah. But you know what? That's not to say that not counting macros doesn't. I think mm -hmm. the biggest issue that I think what macros start showing people is their day-to-day -day variability. Yeah. So if, and I, and I saw it this morning, I, I had a challenger turn to me and they said, you know, I've measured my macros over the last week 
and here are my ranges. I'm 150 pounds. My protein has been between 120 and 220. Yeah. My carbs have been between 150 and 250. I'm making these numbers up, but they're that extreme. My fat has been between 40 and 80. That was probably more accurate. This person's numbers have almost doubled from day to day. There's so much variability from day to day. He's He's not allowing his body to make that change. So yeah. I think where macros really help out is, you know, it's now giving people a little bit more structure to make sure that their carbs are in that same, you know, zone, the proteins, the fats are in that same zone to where their body can at least make change. And then from that point, you can adjust up or adjust down according to what it is you're actually trying to do. But let me tell you something, like I've got plenty of celebs, like I'm not gonna mention their names that have, have world-class physiques and they're measuring food based off of their palm or their, or their fist or their thumb, depending on whether it's a protein, carb, fat, or vegetable. And mm -hmm. um, it works great, but I think the people out there that aren't doing it, there's too much variability. And that's where I recommend like, yeah, sure. Measure your macros and get an understanding from day to day. And let me tell you something, nine out of 10 times, it's the same example of that individual I just gave you a couple seconds ago about all that variability. If you have that much variability, it ain't going to happen. That's awesome. I, I noticed on your website, you've got a four week body weight program. What's all that about? You know, I've got a bunch of programs. So, yep. you know, I'm, um, you know, I've got a couple of different avenues to, that I'm able to facilitate a need for, you know, people out there. And I think the body weight program was something I initially launched and I gave for free. And it was just to give everyone a little bit of taste through COVID and help them out. I didn't want any money from it, from them. And it was, uh, it was a really great uh, value add for them. You know, part of my business though is, yeah, I, I sell programs on my site. I mean, I, I, I'm able to sell different types of programs. Um, I've got a subscription model where people can come on and join that subscription model, but I'm going to be launching really soon, you know, on donsaldino.com, an area where people can come and they can, you know, download different programs with nutrition guides. And that's great. And if they want to step up, they can go and do one of my challenges where they get I think the challenges are the most fun because they're getting up, they're getting a four week program. And with that program, they're getting a video from me every day where they can ask questions on. And then I answer their questions with their name the next morning. That's I have awesome. a weekly Zoom call, which lasts about two hours long, which all the challengers can pop on and ask questions. I normally don't get off till I'm done with all the questions. And then I host a, a fun little push-up challenge at the end. And I, I, pick, um, <laughs> I pick a winner of someone that I think really inspired me and the team. And that winner is going to receive a ton of prizes from sponsors that I work with. And I think that's a great way to kickstart yourself and get back on track, but have the ability to ask me questions. And honestly, every single person, they're, they're shocked on, on the level of customer service I'm able to deliver because every morning I'll sit there for an hour answering questions on a sheet of paper, going on a video and saying, all right, Brian, you asked me about Mark Macros. This is my opinion on that. And I answer mm -hmm. and I put up probably anywhere from a 15 to 30 minute video answering all the questions, but it's something where people can go back now and educate themselves on. And then you have that whole community board where they're able to communicate with each other. It really is a lot of fun. I've had as much enjoyment with that, if not more than working with anyone I've ever worked with because you're able to just change so many lives at once and then really uh, move, the, move the needle a bit. That's awesome. Where do I sign? <laughs> it sounds Information, awesome. Don Actually, I, my September challenge just went on sale yesterday and yeah. we'll close it out in about a week. And it really is a lot of fun.
that's awesome because the thing is uh, we, we're talking about inspiring people and and myself I want to inspire my kids I want to have a longer life with my kids and people don't sure. realize that fitness you know healthy body healthy mind but you know with with so many heart conditions and so so, so much obesity out there I mean, I don't know about the States, but in the UK, uh, see, uh, half my listeners are US-based, so uh, they'll prob- probably know, know this straight away. But in the UK, all the fast food chains are offering half price. Really? What's your view on that? I mean, they got to <laughs> stay in business. You know, it's, it's, you know, everyone right now is trying to figure out ways yeah. to, you know, I- increase revenue. I, I understand. I, I get it. It's scary. I mean, if you're, uh, you know, if you're... Um, a conglomerate out there, you know, a huge corporation that has been, you know, thriving for years. And then suddenly you just saw half of your business vanish. Yeah. You got to do what you have to do to survive. Um, there's so many different ways of looking at it. I mean, naturally for me, I wish all the meat that kids were eating and people were eating was grass fed or organic or caged free or, you know, just some type of a, of a healthier option. It's not the case. I mean, it really, it's, it's a bummer that that type of food is more expensive. You know, it's a bummer that a lot of hybrids in the past when you were buying a car, they were more expensive. And now things are starting to change and you hope the world changes for the better in that sense. But, um, you know, like I said, businesses have to survive. I understand naturally, you know, yeah. you know my opinion when it comes to yeah. nutrition. But uh, but now on on going on the show, what I'm going to be doing is updating the viewers and listeners every single maybe week or month on my progression because it's my aim to be more super and one day uh, don a Superman costume uh, for my uh, girls because I know that they would love that. So I love that. And and also I know it's really sad, but being able to go into a department store or a shop and actually buy something off the shelf and know it will fit and not have to go to a big and tall shop or uh the online how much weight shop. have you lost how much weight so, have you lost so 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 literally um i used to be 64 inch waist um i'm now 48 inch waist wow. um you know i've always been a, a you know a big guy i'm stocky build so i'm big all over i've been caught i've been told i'm endomorph if that yep. makes any sense yeah, yeah I don't know what so <laughs> so i just need to just keep active and keep working out but i love the gym i love the weights uh, i know the philosophy behind it that you've got to put a bit of muscle on and you won't necessarily lose the weight because obviously the fat goes into the weight uh, the uh, fat goes into the muscle so it's about how 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 you look so yeah, yeah I, I mean, listen, I, I, I think the fat can be replaced by the muscle, you know, yeah. so I think it's something where, you know, you should be combining a certain amount of resistance training to get stronger with a certain amount of, you know, um, work that'll improve your energy system or work capacity. So like what, what your friend did with CrossFit, CrossFit is just cross training, like, but do I think cross training is good for someone who is, um, you know, trying to lose weight. Yeah, I think it's a great tool. They're all great tools. I just think you really want to become well, well-rounded and you want to make sure your cardiovascular system is, you know, you're putting enough work into your cardiovascular work and you're putting enough work in your resistance training. And, you know, I really recommend that people get on programs rather than just pulling workouts off of YouTube, pulling workouts off of YouTube, it'll, it'll help, but it's a very frivolous approach. You, yeah. you, you, you need a specific progression or, um, 
you know, uh, it's nice to have a certain level of periodization where someone can go in and challenge themselves and continually get better. Because what ends up happening to the general pop is they pull a workout off. They don't really know well, what intensity is it? How do I, how do I increase it? When do I switch up the movements? Like, how am I, what am I trying to do? How am I getting better um, at these movements? And I think that that's the fun thing about programming for me. Um, when I'm designing program for anyone, they um, just watching them over a few week period of time improve those lifts, you know, get a little bit more um, <clears throat> in check with what they're actually training and um, allowing their body to get stronger. And then it starts making change. And then when they either start getting bored or they start plateauing, then I know to change that up. So that's things that I've been able to do with not only my in-person clients, but my, but my digital has been a lot of fun. That's awesome. And how can the viewers and listeners follow you on social media? Thank you very much. I mean, Don Saladino is my Instagram handle. If you just go there and you click on the link in my bio and you go to donsaladino.com, I mean, you really much, you pretty much can find out everything. I mean, I'm on TikTok at Don Saladino, Twitter at Don Saladino, Facebook at Don Saladino, but my Instagram, um, you know, that, uh, that my, and the bio on my Instagram pretty much says it all. So it'll be able to direct anyone um, in the right direction. That's awesome. And I'll definitely check out the programs and the September program as well. What's the September one called? Is it to be a superhero or? No, um, the September program is called, <laughs> what do we call it again? So, oh yeah, it's suit up. Why did I forget that? It's my whole, it's my whole tagline. <laughs> I get so confused sometimes because I just got off of the superhero program. Yeah. And then before that, we just got off a summer charge. And this one is suit up is, is, um, is a tag that, um, I came up with a friend of mine by the name of Charles Thorpe, uh, who's one of the editors for Men's Journal and Rolling Stones, and he's a very brilliant writer. But suit up was our way of saying we want to get you ready for your super suit. So you're suiting up for your wedding gown. You're suiting up to play Black Widow. You're suiting up to play whatever it is. Like you're you're suiting up for um, something special. So the suit up program is almost a, a program name that I've been using for a long time, and I'll be continuing to use. That is awesome. And what's next for you? after everything any um things that you can tell us about or yeah i got a couple of brands i'm working with i'm really excited on running it's one of them right right here um yep. i'm about to do a really cool interview with fleet feet um that information's up on my um up on my stories right now so on running's been a great brand i'm working with a company called uh thrive uh kinesiology tape it's a it's a far infrared tape i'm a founding partner of that company and then there's um you know, Halo Sport, which is a hydration drink. So I'm working with a bunch of brands and really having fun with them. You know, on top of that, you know, I own a club in New York City called Drive. You know, we're pretty much finding out right now what our next steps are. My 15-year lease fortunately expired May 31st. So right. we're, um, we're in a really good situation because um, we're leaning towards potentially just throwing the stuff in storage and giving it a couple months and seeing what's going on in this world and focusing on digital and then, you know, transitioning back in when we know a little bit more. But, you know, in our opinion right now, you know, our governor's allowing us to open at 33% capacity. That's a, that's a tough thing to do. I think also understanding that, you know, our world's in a really uh, weird spot right now mm. when it comes to the coronavirus and, you know, gyms, you know, they're going to be, you know, tough environments to be in right now i know we all want to get back there but i think we all have to be really safe so um, and, what's your, and, what, and what's your advice what's on being safe in the gyms you know i, I think I, listen I, I think if you're working at if you're working out at any club you have to look at the guidelines that that club is following i mean naturally mm. some clubs are going to be trying to cheat and they're going to be trying to push things along and 
and and not follow the rules that our government's thought out pretty you know pretty strong uh, strongly about so okay. you know it, it's it's one of those things where you know i just hope a lot of gym owners aren't starting to allow you know groups large groups of people in because they you know naturally they, they have to pay their bills but at the cost of someone getting sick and potentially dying no absolutely yeah. not that's the wrong thing to do so i think if someone's in a gym and they start feeling like that their that their space is becoming occupied and that they're starting to feel uncomfortable i think you need to get out of there and just you know take a take a breath but i know a lot of friends of mine that are reopening their facilities i know uh, steve weinberger over at uh, bev francis powerhouse gym he's gone through a, a really strenuous um, procedure uh, to have to, you know, a- allow people back in. They're scheduling appointments, and he's really, you know, I admire him because he's really doing what he needs to be doing. So I think there's examples like that that are fantastic, and uh, you hope everyone follows those rules. And fingers crossed, this is all over before we know it, and we can get back to normal. Uh, but Don, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me on the show. All the best with you and the family. Thanks, Brian. been listening to be more super the podcast it was kind of a crazy fun experience i love the show guys you're awesome listen my whole family loves it man if you enjoyed this episode be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your super friends my world it means hope